Hey there, friends. This is Holly Newton, and you are listening to the Exhale Podcast, where we have meaningful conversations that help us move forward in God's rhythms for our lives. Today, we're welcoming back Dina Gonzar as we launch a fun three-episode series on holidays, food, and hospitality to help prepare you for the festivities ahead. Dina is a creator, writer, and television personality. You may remember first seeing her appear alongside her family on the E! Network show, Married to Jonas. Viewers first got a taste of her quick wit and her love for family. Since then, Dina has expanded her Dish It Girl brand as well as her family. It is her mission to resurrect family dinner and encourage others to bring together their loved ones around the table once more. Dina lives in New Jersey with her husband, Brian, and their three-year-old daughter, Sienna. You know, Dina is not a stranger to Exhale Women, to the podcast or the blog. We have had a couple of interviews with her before on the podcast, and she's a regular contributor to our devotional series. So be sure and check out her writings. Um, It's always so fun engaging and talking with Dina. She is down to earth, quick wit, and always has something really valuable to add to your time with her, whether it's in the written or just listening to the interview. So let's dive in. You're going to really enjoy this one. Welcome back, Dina, to the Exhale Podcast. We're so excited to have you here for the holidays and hospitality season. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you. This is like one of my favorite things to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are my go-to for food, for new recipes. I don't know what to cook in the evening. I just check your stories. I'm like, that is a great idea. I'm so glad. That's so encouraging. And I love it because um, I can adjust them. So um, even like being diabetic, usually I can take something you're doing and make it for my family and adjust it a little bit for me too, which is really oh, wow. helpful. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> and I'm I don't so think I've ever to told that. you that. But um, That is yeah. such a good piece of information. Thank yeah. you. I definitely will keep that at the top of my head when creating. Yeah, super helpful, but um, always so good. Well, I am just so excited to have you here. Um, this is a fun podcast series we're doing mm-hmm. here as we kick off, you know, Thanksgiving and and the Christmas holidays. I cannot believe we're saying that <laughs> for twenty. Oh, I know. <laughs> I feel like it really snuck up, but on the same time, like the same level. I, it's not like I don't look at the calendar. I see what's coming, but I'm always shocked. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm always shocked. <laughs> it's like it's going to be different when we wake up the next day. It is. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Well. For the listeners that aren't familiar with you yet, Dina, um, Mm -hmm. tell us, you know, what you do over at Dish It Girl, Dina. So my main goal for Dish It Girl is just to give families attainable recipes to help them throughout their everyday life, recipes that fit in between soccer practice and work and school and everything else you're doing, and then also um, give you some solutions for those times where you want to celebrate a little bit more, all geared towards having you gather, all geared towards creating small moments in your home around the table, um, or even larger traditions. So I just want to be an encouragement to parents that, you know, even just pouring a bowl of cereal and eating it together with your kids is worth something. God sees that. Um, and he sees you being faithful. So that's worth just the act of getting together and being intentional with it. Not so much exactly what you're making. Oh, that's really good because sometimes it is hard to get it all done in sure. the day, you know, and sure. um, your daughter is entering preschool this year or has yeah, preschool, yeah. so yeah, you're getting yeah. a little bit of taste of, you know, 100% curricular activities. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's in preschool and she is loving it and she is thriving. She, she, I don't even think she wants to come home anymore. She's like, can I stay longer? Which is great. Which is great. I love school too, all throughout. I could have been a perpetual student. So I'm happy to hear that from her. And yeah, she's in gymnastics now and then she does soccer. And then I'm making sure that in the same breath, I'm making sure she goes to um, kids club at church on Friday nights. Want to make sure she goes to that extra Sunday school on Wednesday, which yeah, makes things a little bit busier may make things a little bit more challenging for me. But I feel like if I'm going to sign her up for all of the um, other extracurriculars, I better make sure she sees church the same way. So I am busy. I am busting out my crock pot and trying to be more creative <laughs> there for sure, which a lot of my community members are so happy about because we're kind of all in the same boat, just living in our cars and yeah. trying to make it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that crock pot recipes because you come yes. out and it's like you've been slaving, but you haven't. So <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's half the time. It's like a complete meal right there or the side is easy. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. And you're not going to burn down your house. Don't worry. <laughs> My mom always yells at me. She's like, you're going to burn down your house. I'm like, I think that's kind of a myth. And that's if you do something like really, like, really that's wrong. level. Yeah. That's another level. <laughs> Level. That's not like an everyday thing that happens. I don't think someone could correct me if I'm wrong. I don't hear well, about I mean, that. I think every they've day. been around for a long time. With all due respect, yes. your mom. I think. Yeah. Unless you 100 or do something bad with the election. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Well, we're going to get to some of those recipes, but of course, um, in today's conversation, you know, I'd really love to hear from you on a couple of um, family traditions as we you okay. know, head into Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays. I know traditions are important to you. You have a tight mm-hmm. family. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, why traditions are important and yes. share a couple of yours. Sure. Of course. I mean, I think that traditions are important because they're, they're the things that you're, you, you start seeking, meaning like every year you're looking for it every year, or even every week, every month, however you've set up your family tradition. Um, you, you know, you feel strange if you don't show up on Sunday dinner, when you're used to seeing your family every Sunday, there's kind of like a hole in your heart. And that's the same thing, um, with the holidays. Traditions are good memories and those good memories stick with you and they stick in your heart. And that's what keeps you striving to come together and recreate that moment time and time again. And I feel like for my family specifically, something as simple as my mom being intentional about Sunday dinner. So now we're all in our thirties, you know, who has kids, who lives in New York city, you know, and has to take the train and whatever it, we're all still coming back to mom's house or now sometimes I share the responsibility. It's my house, but it's something where we don't plan to do things with our friends on Sundays. We don't plan work things on Sundays because we don't want to miss Sunday dinner. And I think that's a huge thing to still be this old and wanting to go to, not that it's old, but you know, not everybody, some people say they can't even get their teenagers, you know, to come home for X, Y, and Z, especially after college, you sort of lose a little bit there. So I I think when you're doing something, creating a a warm memory over and over again, that's going to sit 
in someone's heart that they're going to want to recreate that over and over again. So they're going to do what they, they can to make sure they get there to have that experience. Um, you know, it's valuable. It, it carries weight. It's, it's valuable. It's something worth just as much as a material thing. Um, so, I mean, that's why I always like to encourage people. I mean, even if you're not a parent, um, just anybody in their life who wants to create um, an atmosphere of home. And it doesn't have to be a, a large, huge thing. It doesn't even have to be as big as a Sunday dinner. It could just be like Sunday night you know, winding down buttered rolls together, talking about like what you're going to do that week. But it's just, you know, 10 minutes of family time where you're connecting um, at the end of the day, getting ready to go forward into the week. Um, so, I mean, those are, that's a smaller idea. It's not necessarily like a holiday idea, but I just, I just think it's worth it. And that's what I want to impress upon people's hearts that, you know, it might be a little bit of work. It might take a little bit of intentionality at the beginning, but it's going to only fill your heart um, in the end. And I think that um, God sees you being faithful in that. And he definitely rewards you for that. He redeems your time um, when you're stressed out over, you know, trying to make that tradition, make that memory. Um, yeah, I, I definitely... I definitely think that it's something that should be more in the forefront of our minds nowadays instead of the back of our minds, for sure. Yeah, I think that's really important what you're saying. You know, it's worth the work. And yes, it, is, it does become work as your family is growing. 100%. Uh, you have to be more intentional. Um, yes. But it definitely, there's, there's a bonding that happens when you... Mm -hmm make that time when you set aside that time, like you said, you know, you're yes. adults with your own families and, and you still look forward to mm -hmm. prioritizing that time to be. Yes. And it, it does, it does have, it is worth the work. I remember it is. Um, when our kids were home, um, we have three and <laughs> there was football, soccer, oh my music, goodness, yes. church. Um, and we were limiting, but still, we were gone almost every night of the week. Yeah. And I can't tell you, like it was, it was a huge effort to make sure we were sitting around the table, looking at each other, not eating in the car. It was really yes. important to me um, that at least four nights a week, like yes. we could do that. And it, yeah. Like I love to cook now, <laughs> you know, with yes. full ingredients, but back then it was maybe not really I'm sure. maybe Costco that went yeah. oven, but we were looking yeah. at each other instead of just driving along. And that's what matters. Yeah. 100%. I think that, um, sometimes there's a lot of pressure to, you know, I started feeling that way when I hear myself saying, Oh, make sure you're sitting around the dinner table, make sure you're making dinner. It doesn't have to be every single night of the week. It doesn't have to look the same way all the time because also as busy human beings, parents, like you have to give yourself some grace because right. if doing it turns into you berating yourself because you didn't get it done or it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to look, it's going to mess up the message <laughs> right. anyway. Yeah. Um, you have to look at the season of life that you're in kind of like you, you just said, Hey, when we were running to every sport in school, sometimes it looked like I had a prepared meal from Costco, but you know, I made the side or whatever, and here we are and that's all good. And now that you're in a different season, 
you're getting back to more every night, having that flexibility and ability to, um, do some more cooking on your, your own. And which right. is totally, which is totally fine. And maybe for busy parents, maybe it's just Friday night is the night you cook, or maybe it's Saturday, or maybe it's not even night. Maybe it's breakfast, maybe Saturday yeah. mornings or Sunday mornings are slower for you. And, you know, maybe mom or dad always does the pancake breakfast that morning, the big pancake breakfast. Yeah. That is a memory. That is something that happens all the time. And your children remember the smell of the pancakes and the way yeah. it felt waking up that morning. And that's something they're going to carry with them in like well into their adult years. And either it's going to become something they want to pass on to their children. I know that I always wanted Sienna to um, wake up from naps and smell what I was cooking for dinner because that was a good memory for me when I was younger. Um, and in those moments where you're not with them mm-hmm. and maybe you know they're away at college and there's stuff going on in their life and they're feeling really low and whatever, that smell could come from anywhere mm-hmm. and it could just give them a sense of home and a sense of belonging that they need in that moment. You never know how God's going to use those small little memories, those little gems that are tucked away in their heart in, in big ways later on. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <clears throat> percent. We've seen it in our own family and I look back mm-hmm. and go, okay, that was so worth it. You are yes. hoping it will be worth it and you think it will be, but yes. look back and go, it really was. So yes. I just love what you're saying. Everything you're saying, I'm saying yes to. <laughs> it does not. Oh, great. And then, um, you know, the smells, that's important. There's, there's, mm-hmm. It's like music is so All the sensory, yep. Um, they, they can take you right back home, you know. Yes. No matter where you are. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, with... Um, Tell us a little bit. Give us some inside scoop, Dina. Okay, you have a big family and y'all do like yes. fit together. So what does it yes. look like as you prepare for Thanksgiving? Like, do you guys share or do you um, do you take turns hosting? Does everybody cook? Or like, how do you do that? Sure. We definitely, we definitely share. And some, some years looks different than others. Um, we in the past have rotated houses, but no, I guess I could say no matter what house we are at, um, there is like, it's almost like, you know, how people get excited about football. They do like the brackets and everything. It's like, we we have this whole system. It's like the bracket (laughs) who's bringing what, who's doing what. Um, and it's not something where it just happens in a day. Um, these holidays there, they take a week's worth of planning and you know there's everything um from the shopping um to considering you know over the years your family changes tastes too like who wants to be vegan this holiday and like you know (laughs) whatever I don't know you never know um but yeah it's definitely it's like having it's like having brackets and um we take very serious um we take very seriously what we're making you got to have your old favorites you know, those stand, even if nobody's eaten that dish anymore and it was only like great grandma, whoever who did, we're still bringing it to the table in memory of her. And then, you know, you have some new additions for, you know, my sister, Katie, who's like in her twenties and like, she's, you know, super health conscious and she's got a new spin on something that we do. And we're like, fine, we'll allow for it here. <laughs> so I, it's a lot of fun. I love menu planning. 
I don't know. There's, there's something about it. I mean, I always feel like I plan too much <laughs> and then it's, you have to like argue about what's going to go, what's going to stay. And then there's my dad who runs out and buys everything from every bakery in sight anyway. And <laughs> even though we're all making pies or whatnot, um, but there's something for everybody there and there's something that makes you smile and makes your tummy full. So, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of, a lot of planning, um, a lot of prep and then trying to find some things you can cook ahead of time is really key. That way you're all enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and thinking of things to streamline it more throughout the day of, I know we all love our China and like the certain dishes, but we have learned since there's such a large amount of us that sometimes those foil pans, baking things in those foil pans and then being able to dispose of them <laughs> right. when we're done, it might not be the most ego conscious thing all the time, <clears throat> but when you're dealing with 20 to 30 people on a holiday and yeah. you want to enjoy it a little bit too, yeah. definitely. Um, we have the table that goes out in the garage because luckily it is cold enough. Um, in, in during the season here. And um, a lot of those like charcuterie boards and, and things of that nature, um, fruit trays and things like that can actually be um, prepared the day before. And it's all laid out on this long table in the garage and it's just ready to be brought in. And oh, placed. that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big deal. And then my other big tip for is black garbage bags. <laughs> Don't get stuck with those rinky dink garbage bags that fill up immediately. Like, no, right. you got to have some heavy duty garbage bags. Yeah. On hand just own it. <laughs> yeah. You just, they just got to be there. You heavy don't want to be food. stuck without them. Yeah. <laughs> just do Not it. the tip you expected, but it's the one I've got. <laughs> no, I think that is so good. and so practical. Like, I, I love preparing. I love having a host of people at home, you know, gathering the family, but it is a lot of work, the cleanup mm -hmm. part, because you also don't want to sit around and watch football or the Macy's Day Parade and, and you've got all this trash everywhere. <laughs> so exactly me, like getting it tip top shape is just as important yeah. so that we're getting it done. The day. <laughs> yeah. And if you have the capability to place garbage cans in more than just one spot. Oh, that's, but, you know, everyone's trying to get into underneath the kitchen sink or everyone's trying to get to that one garbage that's overflowing, you know, maybe put one in the TV room where they're all watching football mm -hmm. and eating their appetizers or, or something like that. Or maybe put one near the dining room, um, which I know might not be the favorite, but there's lots of ways to disguise them sure. too, but that can definitely be helpful with cleanup um, and with the whole flow. Yeah, that's okay. really, really great practical tips. And, you know, the pre-planning and shopping, I'm glad you mentioned yes. that because that is key, isn't it? Because how many times has it been like the day before or the morning of, you've probably never done this, but I have. No, I like, have. I mean, I one have. Yes, that one, that <laughs> one thing. Um, I've definitely sent my husband out for that panic ingredient for sure. <laughs> um, and I have to say, I think even through what we went in the past year, I've now started planning uh, more like two to three weeks mm -hmm. prior, um, yeah. which is really helpful in terms of getting ingredients because also for budgeting purposes, mm -hmm. not everybody has the means to go out in one week and drop like $500 right. 
on their turkey dinner costs. So I have found that if I know what I'm making for Thanksgiving in the beginning of November, end of October, which I know in itself might panic some people, but hear me out. If you know that, you can start looking for those sales on the items that you need and you can capitalize that way. So you're not doing this one big, huge thing all at once and stretching yourself really thin. Maybe you can accumulate some of those non-perishable items and baking items prior. um, And it'll make that shopping trip that happens right before a little bit less daunting. Have your holiday pantry set before the holidays begin because you know what you're going to bake and you know, you know, your non-perishables and, you know, have it, have it set up and maybe it'll help you a little bit with the budget as well. Oh, that's a really great idea. <clears throat> it really is because all, all of those are non-perishable. So <laughs> most yes. of your ingredients that you're cooking with are non-perishable, you know. Yeah, or, a bunch of them are, especially with freezer. baking. Yeah. How many of us bake holiday cookies? That's a big thing for us Italians and their holiday cookies. Talk about traditions. Like they're yeah. all wrapped up yeah. in those cookies and um, the Things like the extracts, like the vanilla extract and things like that really can be really expensive. So to start buying, even if you see it in August and you see that there's a random sale, because, you know, as you get closer to the holidays, they bump up the prices. So um, there's no harm in knowing your game plan and knowing what you normally do. You know what you end up making. So that pre-planning really helps. Yeah. And then that way you can also pre-cook the things ahead of time that can be. 100%. Yes. Find those good shortcuts. That's great. Yes. Okay. So you're queen of recipes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Share with us a couple of your favorite or just one of your favorite make ahead recipe ideas. So two of my favorite make ahead the first thing is a baked pasta. Any kind of baked pasta is the best make ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it up so many different ways and mix and match the ingredients. It's it's great for, you can make it two days ahead most of the time, even if you want to. And it feeds a large crowd and then it's always yummy with leftovers. So it's just a win-win all the way around. One of my favorites is a baked penne vodka. And also lasagnas. I have a butternut squash lasagna, which kind of airs towards, um, gets a little bit of veggie in there, has fall flavors. It has brown butter and sage and the butternut squash throughout it. That's a really lovely fall meal. It's an alternative to the turkey for someone who doesn't want to eat the meat, which is great. And then another great dish is taking a pork loin and stuffing it. I've done an apple cranberry stuffed pork loin. Um, pork loin is usually a great price point too, um, as opposed to your beef tenderloin, which is another, again, pork tenderloin, beef tenderloin. There's parts of it that can be made ahead. You can stuff that apple cranberry pork loin the day before, season it, marinate it, have it all tied up, ready to be put in the oven when your guests are there, um, even with the tenderloin, there's a red wine mushroom sauce with it that can be made a day ahead. And so you're just popping the tenderloin in the oven, warming up the really beautiful sauce and it comes together really nicely and it's elegant. It's yeah. Those are those make aheads that look fancy, 
yeah. are kind of my jam. Okay. And then the big pastas to have around for when you have guests lingering a couple days too. It's always great to have one in your back pocket to pull out. Yeah. If you can pull out, still feed people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So how, how can our audience find some of those recipes or those on your blog? Yes. If you go to dishitgirl.com, you can search, you can find um, the pork loin recipe, the tender, the beef tenderloin recipe, a bunch of different baked pastas, lots of inspiration there. And also connecting with me on Instagram um, at dishitgirldina. That way you can see um, all the latest recipes and any recipe videos that I come out with. You can be the first to know. <laughs> How exciting. I'm sure we'll be seeing even more as we get into. We got a lot planned. Yes. (laughs) We're busy. (laughs) I know you do, girl. (laughs) If you could pick one favorite main dish and one favorite dessert that Mm. you enjoy during the holidays, what would it be? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're killing me. I know. But. So, all right, I'll guess I'll go Italian and like straight up American. I love, love stuffing. I mean, I know that's pretty basic, but I I don't know why I don't make it more often. Well, I do know why I don't make it more often because I need a time. I don't know. There's something about my mom makes a great stuffing. Um, She puts a little bit of crumbled sausage in it too. It's just, it's really yummy. And um, then I have to say, around Christmas, my dad for Christmas Eve makes Zuppa de Clams, which is a really, really great shellfish uh, sauce-based dish. It's got the little clams in it. It's a nice hearty red sauce. Uh, We devour that on Christmas Eve. It's part of our seven fishes spread there. So that's a family fave. And that recipe is on my website too. Okay. I've seen that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. My mouth is watering already. Just ready ready for the holidays. (laughs) I know. Now I'm kind of excited too. I know. Like I need to break out my Christmas ornaments or something. (laughs) I know. Oh, I know. I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to show you the wallpaper on my computer. I've straight up got mountains and snow on it right now because I'm working on holiday stuff today. So (laughs) Uh, And last year I saw you also did um, some fun drink bar ideas for the whole Yes. So um, yes, definitely on your blog too. Yeah. I mean, we like to, um, we like to have fun with hot chocolate for the kids. Um, We like to have um, different flavored marshmallows to put into the hot chocolate. Um, Just ways for them to like fancy it up a bit and feel like they're doing something special. (laughs) Um, And then for the adults, um, we have things like the Grinch, which is really a fun cocktail. It's pepperminty. It's green. Um, It just makes things a little extra festive. If you're having a Christmas movie night and you just want something that looks pretty, that's always a good one with the green color and then the peppermint rim. So Um, Yeah. 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 It just adds a little something, something extra. Yeah. That's so fun. Or it could be elf. So yes, (laughs) 100%. Yes. So good. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and our listeners always love you, Dina. Thank you for sharing part of your heart for the holidays. Of course. And um, hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season and um, everyone, you can go to her website, um, and that will be in the show notes and then connect with her on Instagram at Dishit Girl Dina. Yeah. For Thank all you so much, Holly. This was so special. 
Yeah, thank you. We'll be talking to you soon, Dina. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.